What's up, sports fans? Welcome to another exciting episode of Paintball Without the Y, an all-X-chromosome-hosted podcast. So with me tonight, as always, is my co-host, Cindy Strom. Hey, everybody. And tonight, we are going to be talking about a one-of-a-kind, 1v1 experience, trademark paintball without the Y. <laughs> no, but I mean, it truly is going to be unique. I've never seen anything like it. And to help us explain what makes it so special, we have Jell Stewart talking to us about the ultimate shootout. What's going on, Jell? Hello. Hello there out in uh, podcast land. <laughs> Do you want to cut in to say that your voice is extremely satisfying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. It is really nice. You have like the perfect presenter voice. I'm so glad we did this. Uh, do you need me to play you a song as well? I've got a guitar with me too. That's <laughs> yeah, not necessary right now because I think we get extremely off topic, but some other time. She's not saying no. She's just saying not right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's going to take us, he's going to, he's, and let's take it, uh, take a slow down to like, you know. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> It's kidding. couple skate time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So grab that someone special <laughs> and get to rolling. <laughs> Can you walk us through the basics of this event? Because I've been telling everyone that it kind of reminds me of that Nickelodeon show Guts where they climb the crag at the end and they've got hit buzzers and like rocks fall on them and there's glitter everywhere. So that's kind of what watching the pros play is reminding me of like, do you have it? Got so I feel like you would have the details. Well, no, I, I think I think you're you're spot on, right? There's a lot of influences that we've taken in order to create this format. We wanted to come up with something that made paintball interesting to people that don't really follow paintball. The biggest issue we've had with paintball for TV is that when you're trying to get somebody to watch it, they're like, "What's going on?" what is that guy doing? Why is that guy doing this? Or why is this person shooting this? Or what are they looking at? I mean, those are the constant questions. And unless you've got somebody that is good at walking you through and doing a play by play during a, during a game, you're going to have no idea what's happening. Right. And the experience watching it in person is completely different than watching it on the screen. So that's why we wanted to come up with something that could put a little more focus on just one person playing another person bring paintball back to its basic of you know two people just going at it and making it easier to track what's happening on the field while at the same time we've had 1v1 for years we wanted to add a little more spice to it and that's why we introduced having the three buzzers uh, a bonus buzzer and having the kill streak capability so that if you're up against somebody that's an excellent gunfighter, you know, they, they eliminate their opponent three times in a row, they're going to be rewarded. If that kill streak is still active and they eliminate their, their opponent one more time, they get an additional bonus. So it keeps on stacking. So you can win your matches in so many different ways so that you're not just camping in the, on the back line. Yeah, I think some of the more interesting uh, moments have been watching somebody not shoot their gun at all and run for a buzzer because they know they only need three points to get to the 20 and then the other player just trying to do anything they can to stop that from happening. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not something you would traditionally think 1v1 is you shoot your gun. Like, that's, that's your, you've got to shoot the other guy out or this doesn't end. But this is a unique twist on that because there are so many other ways for you to get points than just straight up elimination. So I'm, I was just telling Cindy because we met this, this uh, she, she was probably D6, right, Cindy? Uh, Leslie, we met her um, this weekend at practice. She kind of introduced herself and we were like, oh, you should you know, join and see if you can contact the ultimate shootout guys and see if you can do this 1v1. It's gonna be super cool. And then I kind of immediately regretted it because I'd watched her move like a bullet and I'm like, man, she's going to kick our asses. <laughs> because even and I would argue against that because I consistently as a back player win 1v1s because I, I guess I would be like considered a camper when it comes to 1v1s. I just like sit and I watch the other person go, let them roll their gun, and I go find somewhere to hide quietly 
let them roll their gun again, and then I know exactly where they are. So I think that this format not only encourages you not to sit in the back, but it also makes it so you can, because it, it just like, there's so many different complexities and aspects of the way that this one's played, that if you do go against somebody that just like runs for it, then you're screwed. If you do go against somebody who like is sitting to watch you run for it, but you're a little bit slower, then you're going to get shot out now. So it, it, it allows for like different in the moment changes of the way we're going to play the game. Whereas just a regular 1v1, you only have like really two ways to play it. So I, I, I think we'd be okay against some people going too fast in some instances if we are the one that has just the paint line coming from the back. If you can anticipate the direction, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where it's going to come down to how present can you be in the point? Like, are you going to play to their hand or are you going to play you? Because if, if you can play you and they don't have a handle on you, and let's be honest, most of us haven't, aside from you and I, most of us are seeing women we've never played against before. Even if we've played against them before, we've played against them with a team. And how you play with a team is, I'm sorry, it's just different. Uh, there's there's different jobs for different people on the team when it's 1v1 you are the only person with a job and it's yes. don't die don't oh, die I can't wait to, to get to play <laughs> and not have to coach <laughs> and not have to tell three other people what they're doing and what I'm doing oh I can't wait I'm so excited yeah, you I'm get just, to focus on just you right yes I'm gonna be so nervous until I till I know for sure that you and I are not the first people that go against each other I am going to just hate it if we we one of us knocks the other out um i think we get a few shots before we're, we get knocked out completely so we well, surely we have to go against a couple of people i don't know i joe what's what's the deal with um how it's going to go down like if is it different depending on the division or because i've been watching the pros and once they lose they're done so is it going to be well, yeah but we're watching them in the quarterfinals yeah or is it how's it going to play out like how did how do you just how do you do you get to advance if you lose or are you just done? So we're actually working on that right now because I running into is, is the amount of response that we've gotten. And we're trying to balance the, the bracket set up and the best way to let people experience the game, right? I, I can tell you that the amount of time that the pros played in just 001 and then the 002 for Ultimate Shootout just after their first match, as were were winded. That's what I'm saying. Oh. It, it's crazy. I'm so worried about that too. I I've been posting on the uh, page how I'm gonna be dead before I actually get to ultimate shootout because I'm trying to train for it and I'm just I'm so out of shape. Y'all couldn't have done this at a worse time. I'm coming after a pandemic. <laughs> I did not work out, <laughs> and y'all had. All the paintball fields were closed. Nobody cared about my fitness. Gyms were closed. The paintball fields were closed. It was, it wasn't great for me. I mean, I can't speak for Cindy, but I mean, I've finally gotten my miles per hour up on my bike and I've been able to go a little longer, but man, it's, it's, it's slow goes, man. We do not have a lot of time. <laughs> I went well, from know, getting cool breathless from the coffee pot to my desk in the house. <laughs> <laughs> to just barely not getting breathless up the stairs in my office. So I'd say I'm doing okay. <laughs> I think the amount of running we should expect is, you know, <laughs> I need to get me some stairs. I used to love running bleachers and stuff because it just, it just prepares you for almost anything else because almost anything is easier than that. So I need to get me some stairs. So I guess like the, 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 the most basic question is, do y'all stagger the two people that go against each other at least? Kind of like X-Ball? Or the four people? Two people and two people? All right, so you're talking about like doing a split deck setup? Yes. So that, that hasn't been decided because the way we've normally done it is, or at least I say normally, like we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we did the beta test and then we, we pulled off the, the video shoot for for zero zero one and zero zero two and what we did is we had it scheduled to where you know the the two players that were up against each other would play their their match and then we would get through the next the next one pretty much right behind it 
the only breaks were doing the sideline interviews, getting the shots reset, uh, cleaning off anything that needed to be done, and then prepping for for the next snippet. So if if it was like a little teaser clip or if we needed to get, you know, Maddie and and whoever was going to be up up in the tower with them doing the commentary, getting them ready. So we we flew through quite a few matches in order to get done in one day. But you know, we're going to be up against kind of the same thing whenever we're running this whole event in one day with 64 players, right? So I I think it's going to come down to a lot of a lot of logistics and making sure that we're doing things as quickly as possible. But I understand what you're asking is you're, you're trying to see if, am I going to have to play a back-to-back? I don't think so. I would hope not. And I would think that we have enough divisions and players that we could space it apart where you get at least a little bit of a break in between your match and then the next one if you move forward in your bracket. Okay, so what you're saying is when everybody starts to get irritated – because this is like one of the first time. This is the first time it's been open to the public. I'm allowed, yeah. or you're gonna understand when I stand up on tables and tell everybody they need to calm down, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. And I, I will be up in the tower, and and you'll you'll probably hear my voice pretty much all day long. And we're oh, we're I'm so excited. Sure things are gonna be going going smooth, and you know we'll we'll be we'll be there to to make sure that that things are are working. So. We know it's the first event, and this is a new format, and people are going to have questions, but we'll try to have people that can answer those questions as quickly as possible. Yeah, especially because, like, when I play at NXL or even USXBL, because they tend to use the NXL rulebook, uh, whenever I have a question, that's, like, the first thing I go to is the rulebook. Do y'all plan on – probably not. We've only got a month. I, I guess it's kind of going to have to be, like, a please trust us, right? Y'all aren't going to be able to push a rulebook out for each and every kind of situation. Right. So, you know, there's, there's going to be some pretty common sense things that we're going to work with. I, we put together a very basic rule set. If you go to ultimate shootout.com under rules, we have both the pro rules and the divisional rules. And if you look at them, they're very similar. The biggest difference is that pros will play to 20 and for divisional, you're playing to 15. And again, it's because, it's very demanding, right? But yeah. it's going to depend on the player. It's going to depend on the style of paintball that you're, you're going to bring to the field and bring to your match. You, know, you mentioned that you know, you're good at, at holding the back line and being sneaky. Well, you know, in one-on-ones, the big thing is you cannot lose track of the other player. There's only one person you got to keep track of, but it's entirely possible to lose them. And mm-hmm. when I personally play – the big thing I do is I listen. I'll shoot. I'll shoot my gun, and and then I'll I'll actually stop long enough to see if I if somebody's shooting back at me or if they're just railing, trying to put paint and try to figure out what direction they're going in. Yeah, that's my my thing normally, but in this scenario, it, that that moment of silence is them running to a buzzer possibly. So right. it switches again here. I think that in those scenarios, like you were saying, Cindy, on those moments where the silence means they could be running. Yeah, but you haven't taken your eyes off that player, so you know if they're running. Because the reason you moved is because you put them in so you could move, and then you're golden because they were in. They didn't see it. So you haven't taken your eyes off that player. So I mean, you should, in, in theory, you should be fine unless they somehow went low enough to the opposite side, like they went tape and you were going inside. So, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Don't lose the player. That's you have one job. Know where <laughs> that person is. <laughs> right. But it is entirely possible to lose somebody when you're focused on do I go for the buzzer or how do yes. I be sneaky? Because yes. you're gonna have to drop low enough to make it to where they can't see you. And in the Yeah, process- and if you're in a big bunker, you can't see past it. Right. So yeah, I, I love the different aspects of this, the complexity of it. I'm so excited. And you're going to be talking all day. So that excites me a little bit. too. <laughs> He's going to be like dropping some DJ things and they're going to be like, what is he doing? It's an inside joke. <laughs> Finish it. No. And I also think the information regarding like the, the basic rules you have on the website, I don't think I've seen y'all post that. 
So that's really good information to have. Like, I didn't know that, even though I follow really closely. So I'm going to go look at that now. Well, that's helpful for, for me because, I, you know, we've been, we've been so busy on, on trying to get prepared for releasing the, like, the sections of the show uh, and promoting that and getting ready for the divisionals and promoting getting players to actually sign up and register. Um, so you bring up a great point. I'll, I'll make sure that we, we get people to know that the rules are posted. Uh, and one of the things that we've actually been asked a lot is, is how do I sign up? <laughs> and, and it's like, well, I'm pretty sure we've been posting how to, how to do that or at least where to go. No, you have to go to the day. Ventura site and it's not linked through the um, shootout site. Yeah. So the only thing that confused me when I did it is when I added it, I didn't realize that I was in the cart and I had to go to the cart and then buy. I was like, oh, come on. Like, I was, <laughs> it was like, you know, yeah. And I was like, okay, bye. And then it like went away and I was like, okay, I didn't pay. So where the hell? Well, that happened? was because you caught it. You caught it right before I activated everything. Right. So yes, I, I was responsible <laughs> for, for getting things set up. And I honestly didn't think anybody would jump onto the site before we did the official release. And, and I had been asking the group, you know, hey guys, please check to see which version we want to use because I created two different ones. And obviously you, you, you experienced both because the first time you did it, you did it directly through the website and it, it felt like it was all one piece. Whereas the current setup is through Ventura, right? And part of that is because, you know, we're, we're working with Ventura in regards to trying to be smart about something that's already in place that gives us a little bit more to be able to work with our customers and keep track of them. And, and also a piece of software that a ton of fields use. So having the waiver in place, getting, getting like the, the event set up and the packages set up, I, with, with us being just a little bit different than going to your normal field and, and playing a session, uh, we're having to work the, work the software just a little bit different so that it makes sense for us, which actually even today, I, I had a modification done where when you go to the events page and you select the Dallas regional event, the four links will bypass having to choose the date and having to choose the session and pretty much drop you into the part where you just got to give me your name, your email address, phone number, and then it goes right to pay. So I, you know, we're, yeah, I just went and looked and that's why you had gotten so many questions as to where to sign up because right after you had got a hold of us and was like, Hey, you need to use Ventura. Um, there was actually no direct link through the ultimate shootout.com page. So yeah. like, that's when I messaged you and I was like, what's the link? And you were like Ventura forward slash this and this. And that's what I had to send to all the girls. But now I did just go and click and it is really easy and does immediately take you to like how many. Well, that is one of the things that I'm responsible for. So I, and user experience is my background. So, you know, if there's anything you run into that can make your life a bit easier for, for the website or even, you know, the, the format itself. And those are the things that, that I want to make at least pleasurable to some extent. Uh-oh, only amateur and U19 have spaces open at this point. I, I, like, I'm, I'm, su I'm surprised that he was surprised that we were on the page so quick by yeah. <laughs> had eight spots, dude. And I know 15 girls, so I'm not playing around. This is in Dallas. It's right in my neck of the woods. I'm not missing this. It, it is not happening. Yeah, so, yeah. I sent it to Cherie, and she was like, I bought one. And I was like, wait, <laughs> what? We were supposed to talk about this. I was like, I can't. I'm out in the, like, in the boonies. I was like, I can send you money, but my, like, none of the links will work. Will you buy me one? And so I immediately PayPal'd her the money, and she was like, okay, bought. And I was like, uh, did you get an email? Because I didn't get an email. And so she forwarded me the email, and I was like, Ooh, and then it shut down. We let the girls know that it had opened and y'all should probably sign up. And by the time like two or three of our other girls that have already signed up again, uh, got to the link, they were like, I guess too many people signed up. And I was like, no, it wasn't supposed to open until tomorrow. 
So then we started emailing and messaging y'all and was like, oh, what happens to our entry? <laughs> I was like, I grandfathered in. I, I'm, I'm not going to fight anybody else for these entries. We're paid. We're good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great that, that you did that because that let me know that at least it was working. <laughs> that I needed to go ahead and, and, and switch it over to the, the path that we needed to work with. And, and then of course, the fact that you were able to go in and, and just kind of go back through the process and make it to where uh, you didn't have to go through the pay part since you'd already paid. That helped me out. So you were, you were like actual testers versus just my group. So so no, it worked out well, and and then you two were, I believe, the first two that jumped on because I, yeah. I, I got a I got a text message going, hey, somebody already signed up, and I was like, what are you <laughs> talking about? You guys are just supposed to be testing this so I can turn it off. I love that the two that two of the few females were the first two to sign up for the shootout. No, it's awesome. I, and and you like you said, right now there's there's no, no more spots available for the women's division. And I have, I have uh, four players on standby that really want to play. And oh, man. you had tagged uh, Leslie today. Mm -hmm. And I, I went ahead and messaged her and, and she may, she may be interested in playing, but if, if she decides she wants to play, then we're going to need to find three additional players. But ah. we're also, we may be able to figure out a way to just let another four play, but then, we we lose a spot for somebody else and we might have to figure out if maybe that that fifth person wants to jump into like the amateur the well and, and you also have to take into the account that you have four that are like yeah i want to play but one of those aren't going to actually pay for it exactly. so maybe if you just let all five know hey we're opening this back up in an hour or on this day uh this will be your shot get their confirmation that they read it and then open, when you open it up, you open it up. You yeah, know first what I mean? come, first serve, right? Yeah. Just like and, it was for everybody else. I mean, but I think 12 players is, is, a, good, is a good, you know, distance from eight. That's, that's decent as well. I mean, I'm down. I'm down for a competition. I, I'm excited to see people that are as excited as us to like, I mean, it's just, we're testing it out. It's never been done before. And we've only watched it at this point and we've watched pros do it. Let's be honest, watching a pro do something and watching a divisional player do something, you get a different show. So right. <laughs> it's, it's going, and I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm the guy on the couch that watches like um, the Titan games. I don't know if you've seen that with the rock. And oh, I'm yeah. like, I haven't moved in two and a half months. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched the pros like Jesse and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure enough. I, 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 I can do that. <laughs> totally do that. Oh, wh why did he do that? I cannot yeah, right? believe. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I know the whole time the X Factor coach was talking to Jesse. I'm like, stop. You're getting in his head. Quit it. Quit it. I, I'm going to do a better job than you. And I love him. I, I don't let this yes don't <laughs> if he happens to hear this in a million years I do love him but like in that moment I'm like get out of his head <laughs> Ryan is not listening to our podcast <laughs> right okay. all right Jill all right Jill so take us through the basic point spread how do players win the game or how do they at least rack up the points so the way it works for the divisional level is it's first to 15 points or more in order to win right so a buzzer is worth three points. The bonus buzzer is worth four points. An elimination is worth one. And a kill streak receives a three-point bonus. Now, the way the bonus buzzer works is within the 10-second countdown, around the eight-second mark, one of the three buzzers will be called out to announce that it is the bonus buzzer. So the bonus buzzer actually changes from round to round, right? So you've got your match, and then e each match is made up of a round, and each round is made up of a point or multiple points. So that's kind of the way the game structure plays out. But in that eight seconds, you may have to change your strategy because maybe the bonus buzzer is the blue buzzer, and it might be hard left in – and maybe the player you're up against is right-handed and that might not be the best way to go. So do you go for the, the black buzzer or the orange buzzer? 
anticipating that they're going to put a lot of paint towards that, towards that blue one. So that's, that's part of uh, the strategy in trying to make decisions, but th that's the basic scoring. But again, it's, it's first to 15. And when you run into a situation where both players are very evenly stacked and skilled, you might run into a situation where in their final round, let's say they both hit 15, but then it's going to come down to who gets that extra point in order to win. So how long, how many kills in a row do you have to have to activate the kill streak? So it's three. So you, you eliminate, you'll eliminate them twice. Then your kill streak is engaged. And if you eliminate them the third time, you get that one point for elimination and then you get the additional three point bonus for a kill streak. And what's cool is that if you eliminate them one more time, that kill streak is still active. So now instead of just getting one point for elimination, you're actually getting four points. So you can quickly stack points if you've been shooting your opponent over and over. Wow. So instead of just the one points, now it's always four points. Exactly. And that's because the kill streak is active, right? Yeah. And the only way to end that is the, the player, your opponent has to eliminate you or a mutual. A mutual will shut down a kill streak. Ah, so like so if they never kill you, you never touch a buzzer, but you've killed them four times in a, five times in a row for whatever reason, then you've won. It's done. It's very possible. Yeah. Hmm. So in I mean, some cases, depending on who you're going against, a buzzer may not be absolutely necessary. Of course you want to go for the buzzer, but like this is like, it's just insane how like complex y'all have been able to come up with something that just like makes so many different ways of playing possible. And that's the beauty of the game, right? Is we're, we're trying to come up with something that was creative and fun. Yes. Uh, we all know what it's like to play one-on-one. -on -one. And there are situations where it's like, all right, we're just going to be running around the field just trying to shoot at each other. But why not add a little bit more into it and make it a game? Now it becomes a little bit more of a challenge to, do I go for a buzzer? Do I go for the bonus buzzer? Am I better a gunfighter than this person? Are they going to go for the buzzer? Do I just try to engage them in a gunfight and hope I'm the better snap shooter so that I can try to get them you know, X number of times in order to activate a kill streak? Yeah, and it's interesting because the bonus buzzers are, buzzer is worth four, right? Correct. So you could end up, say, you've been killing them consistently and your kill streak is activated. You shoot them again, but they've hit the bonus buzzer. Now you all have the same amount of points, but, I mean, you, you're, st you still, you're still alive. You lived. <laughs> so right. that's an interesting dynamic because the desperation could set in to where it's like, screw it, I'm hitting the buzzers. This person's a better gunfighter than me. I've got to outmove them. Um, I mean, and that's, it comes down to that sometimes. Sometimes you're just better than somebody else at the basic gun skills and they have to get creative. <laughs> it's all about creativity, right? And, and you're going to run into, as you get to each round, how much energy did you use in order to, to get that, that score for your round? Ooh, you know, like a have, cheetah trying to get its field? prey. Yes. <laughs> also like the cheetah once he's done he's he better have hoped he caught something because he's gassed out for the rest of the day if he didn't yeah <laughs> it's so a very like, predator prey thing you know who would hate this this game though lauren baby hand salinas because you know how she feels about math <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like whatever i lose <laughs> well what's good is that part of part of my job when i'm up in the tower is is I treat it like air traffic control, right? And, and what I try to do is I will announce after each round what happened in the round. So you might even hear it on the show if you listen closely where I'm actually telling the players on the field, you know, player one got the bonus buzzer. Player yes, two I did hear got that. the elimination. So I'm keeping track of the score so that both players can walk back to getting their air and, and paint and know that, okay, I'm, I'm at five and, and my opponent's at four. They're only one point behind me. So what do I need to do? Do I need to, do I need to try to hold the lead, play conservative, or am I going to race for the buzzer and try to get another three points ahead and, and just hope I don't get shot in the process, right? Because if I go for the buzzer and I get it, 
now I'm at eight, but if the, but if they shoot me, they're now just at five, but I'm still plus three. You've got a situation where you have to decide, do I shoot the person? Oh, but I'm, you know, four points behind. Maybe I should instead hit the buzzer. You know, like they have to decide, do they take the one point if they don't have a kill streak or do they try to get the buzzer and risk getting shot? It's so like it's like- and dominoes. It's literally math, mathematics while you're trying to, like there's a lot going on. It it's, is it's a lot much easier to watch than I assume to play because I'm getting anxiety thinking about it right I now. I know, quit going into specifics. Like the, the, because the adrenaline is not going, because I'm not like playing, I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all right, definitely so exciting to watch. All right, Jill. So how many total divisions do we have for regional, for this first regional event? And after you explain that, are you planning to open it up to bigger? And what does it mean by regional? So for this very first event in Dallas on July 11th, we have four divisions. We have amateur, women's, masters, and U19. And the reason why we've called it regional is because the plan is we want fields to be able to run events and be able to take this format and set up these, these small events in order to get players that are local to come to their field and play because you don't need a team. You just need to be able to sign up and go compete against people. And our goal is to create these pockets of competition so that when all these people play each other at different fields, they're being able to experience the game. They're being able to go compete against people that enjoy playing it, racking up points, building up their ranking. I mean, we're working towards getting, you know, a membership system that will keep track of those kinds of things so that at the end of a season, you know, you've gone and played all your local events and you're coming to play the regional. And at some point you're going to be playing the national level and maybe end up on the show. Yeah. I'm not super excited about being on go sports with this. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, well, will we be, we're just women's will the regionals. Be oh, wow. Sports? We're just women's. <laughs> I, I have been told that we will have Go Sports in place, and it may or may not be live on July 11th. Okay, so it's maybe like a USXBL thing where they kind of do like the finals. Right. Okay, so just like from the camera up top. Uh, it might be a little bit more than that. Just depends on. Uh, what we've still got in place because you have to keep in mind that one of the things we're doing is right before the Dallas regional, we are working on, on shooting uh, 003 and 004. So we may still have all those, all, all that equipment still in place, but again, that's really up to go sports and what they want to accomplish for, for the divisional side. I do not give consent. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that kind of like brings me, so obviously you have plans to make this bigger and more widespread. I don't know if you saw, because one of the first things I was like, oh my gosh, maybe NXL will pick this up for a Sunday thing. And you're like, well, yeah, NXL will have to get, you know, they'll have to also want to. And um, they ended up sharing quite a few of these ultimate shootout things. Did that, did you see those on Instagram? Yeah, so we have a pretty good relationship with with the NXL uh -huh. and we're not sure yet exactly how we'll fit into the picture but our goal is to I mean we want to go worldwide with this thing right yeah we're already getting feedback from other parts of the world that they're that they want to play this this new format they will they want to see if they can experience what they're seeing in the show so I I, so I'm sorry, I have so many questions, but like my next question would be if I were to call NXL or even Go Sports or USXBL with this exact same format, they'd be like, all right, cool. Sounds great. Um, we'll let you know. How were you able to convince Go Sports and whoever else you worked with that this would be as big as it is? It's, it's always a gamble, right? I mean, we, we spent time putting together the idea and running through the beta test and fine tuning it, doing the different rate of fire. I, 
the different style of play, the different points in regards to the buzzer versus elimination. We spent uh, quite a few hours in order to fine tune the format to where we got it to what, at least what you're seeing on the show. Uh, we, we did the, we had our, our initial alpha and then the beta and, and then we figured, all right, we've got it good enough that this is what we want to do in order to release it as, as the show. Uh, but we've got some people that are involved in the ultimate shootout that have good relationships and, and placement in, and the other, you know, in the other places in, in the paintball industry. So, so that has absolutely helped us. And of course, those relationships exist because of, of the USXBL. I, the fact that you know, we are also, a couple of us are in the pro division for the NXL. I, there's, there's some names that you will easily recognize that are part of the ultimate shootout. Oh yeah, everything, especially in the professional world, and I try to tell people all the time, is networking. Like majority of jobs, like whenever you go up in a career, is just from who you know. I mean, of course, it's from also, you know, the the skills that you have, but it's also who you know, and that's really important. And I'm glad in this case they listened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it definitely helps to know a few people, right? I mean, that's that's the big one. But the big thing is you've got to make sure that if you've got an idea that it's not half-baked, that you've got a lot of thought put into it and ready to present it to somebody that can at least help you get it off the ground. Yeah, execution. Adds to it. I was going to add to it because Cindy was like, I'm so glad they listened. I was like, I'm so glad you came to them with a decent idea that didn't get kicked down before it was really ready. You know what I mean? Because then you would have been like all disheartened and you may not have, you know, been able to tweak it in a way that they would have been able or they would have been willing to listen again so I think because y'all had put in the time and really made sure it was something worth worth their attention that really helped sell it because it was just almost a full fully um, realized you know event by the time you took it I'm sure yeah it's it's definitely crazy to to look at it in the amount of time that we spent in order to get it to where it is right now and there's still more discussions on the evolution of where we want to take it, right? Because again, personally, what I want to do is I want to be able to hand it off to a friend of mine or, or somebody that I don't even know and say, listen, uh, have you ever seen paintball? Have you watched it? I've got this little show. Oh, you might want to check it out. If you're, if you're somewhat entertained by people going at each other, shooting paint and having a little bit of a backstory and, and seeing what happens, here's a little 30 minute episode or, or, you know, if you want to spend an hour watching, watching this show with all the, all the filler in it, here's, here's this version. And there's so many different ways we can go with it. And there's, there's still so much more to be realized. That's, that's what's exciting is it's not just the show itself, but also the, the format and the, I, I don't know if, if I should call it a league, but you know, we have a lot of ideas on the table that, this is just the tip of the iceberg for us. Awesome. So I don't, I don't, I have a feeling it's, it's a no, but I've got to ask it because this podcast happened because of it. Is this a COVID-19 inspired idea? Like, were you just sitting and stuck at home and shelter in place and this like popped in your head or was this like months and months before? No. So, so yes, yes. Uh, COVID-19 definitely came into play, right? Because oh my obviously God, we, we had to figure out a way to be, to be able to come up with, with something that we could play paintball and come up with a solution that would allow us to, to put something together that, that maybe people would want to participate in that would work with social distancing. And, and uh, you know, we just had to try to be as creative as possible with what we were faced with. I love that man, human beings are amazing. Like you put us in a situation where we're like, man, I really wish I could play paintball right now, but it's really not safe. Let me find a way that will be safe for me to enjoy the sport that I love, but also a way to get it to people who are dying from withdrawals to watch something that's something they already know, but then something new. Exactly. Man, that's so, cause that's why we did the podcast. I was kind of sitting there thinking to myself, we have some time now where I 
we, I mean, I'm super busy with my job. Cindy is super busy with her job. She's got like a, a really cool new big promotion job. So it, it, I don't think it would have happened if we hadn't had the pandemic. Now, obviously I'm not saying like totally worth it <laughs> just so we could have a podcast and the ultimate show. But what a nice, what a nice spin on something that was less than amazing. You know, it's kind of cool how if you get pushed into a corner, you can find different ways to get the creativity out, even though you're stuck at home, you know? Well, it's all about your perspective, right? And, and how you want to approach it. I, I tend to be a, a fairly positive person and I'm always trying to find what's, what's the bright side of things. So when, when the COVID stuff happened, it was like, yeah, it sucks being at home all the time, but what can I do that will help me at least not go crazy? And it's like, well, why don't we try to come up with ideas that might be able to be done whenever we get out of this situation? Or if we are stuck in this, what can we do in order to be able to, to still function with certain things that we love? I, I love it. Y'all heard it, guys. If y'all didn't come up with anything cool like this during Shelter in Place, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> you should all have your ultimate shootout idea somewhere in there. Should For instance, I figured out that if you put frozen tater tots on a waffle iron for a, lim a good amount of time, they make a really awesome tater tot waffle. Interesting. So like almost like potato pancake. Yes, but amazing. -er. So, so I saw something the other day where you can take cake mix and put it on a waffle maker. Whoa! <gasps> I'm yes. gonna have to Google that. <laughs> I'm gonna make fun steady waffles. So I got this waffle maker for my like wedding, which was like 13 years ago. And it took me getting divorced and then an epidemic to happen for me to figure out there was a use for it because I can't stand waffles. So <laughs> now there's two uses. Well, there you go. But yeah, definitely check that video out. I I saw somebody post it. And, and I told them that if they're going to do it, they better, they better put some video up of, of them actually making them or at least put some feedback on that post about how good it turned out. Oh, I'm going to have to go find it. All right. So let's get to another question. So, um, all right, Joe, what do players get for the entry? And then let's also talk prizes. What do they get if they win? So for the pri price of entry, the player is getting – the entry into the event, air, and a case of 2,000 paintballs. Part of the money will also be put towards the prize pool. So you're going to be winning cash whenever you're, you win the ultimate shootout. I do like money. <laughs> I do like money, right? And, and what's better than, than getting cash in hand by competing in paintball. Everybody wants to get paid to play. And what better way to do it than by winning an event? Because oh, plus the bragging rights, plus you get cash. Is there, is there like a medal or anything that they're going to get to take home that I'm going to get to take home? Because you know I'm winning. <laughs> so we will, we will definitely have some goodies. Uh, you know, if, if you've gone to any of our USXPL events, uh, we always try to come up with something at least nice that, that people can walk away with that, you know, whether it be a, a banner or, you know, microfiber or metal or something, we definitely want to have something that somebody can walk away with and, and, and have in the, like a trophy case or something. We'll, we'll definitely have a couple of things in play for that. Jill, I'm offended that you don't know that, of course, we've been to USXBL events. We've been winning them. <laughs> yes. No, I definitely you have. Places last year. I, I just wasn't sure if you've ever noticed that we try to try to come up with some nice little things to to give out as part of the prizes. Yeah, I I prefer banners. Just saying, I've got them all over my walls in the house. <laughs> For those, because she takes them. So also, please have the medals. Although we do we do have beef about the championship because we were third overall and we were so bummed that second and third didn't also get overall trophies. That made us really sad. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. No, and when I asked about it, <laughs> they were like, they were like, offended. <laughs> like, you didn't get first. <laughs> I was like, Those oh. trophies were pretty awesome, though, right? 
I don't know. We just wanted a smaller, you know, bronzed version of that. I feel like that's totally acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> we played all four. All we heard. All he's going to do is tell us where he bought it. We'll go get one made. <laughs> there we go. Technically, the title still stands. We were third overall, damn it. <laughs> okay, so going off of the play format a little bit, I read somewhere, well, first when I watched um, the shootout and they were just like plumbling paint, my boyfriend was like, it would be so much better if there was like a one hopper, one pod limit. I was like, yeah. And then later somewhere on Facebook, I saw somebody post that there actually is a paint limit that you can take on the field. Is that going to apply to regionals or even is that true? It is absolutely true. For each round, a player is allowed one paint hopper and two 140-round pods. Oh, so it's like the D500 that they used to do. Isn't that what that was? Basically, well, basically, yeah, so Europe is the same. refer to it as that. <laughs> but basically it's it's the it's the loader and the two pods i'm pretty sure that's how d500 used to i think that's what they ran i didn't get to play it because i was i was too high up when it started but i think that's what they did it was the two pods and then the loader yeah and what you could do is is if you had a back player that needed more paint one of your front players would give up a pod and give it to that back player so that <gasps> that, that person could could have more paint because you were allowed to have each player could have two pods and a hopper, right? Yeah. But but there was nothing in the rules that 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 said that you couldn't give your paint to another person on your team. Well, and that still applies even in Excel. As long as me and Sheree are still in, I can throw her a pod. As long as it doesn't get shot on its way there. Right. But yeah, we we do have it set up, up to where it's 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 a a hopper of paint and pods. We originally thought maybe we should go with a single pod because you know it's one on one, but something's always bound to happen, right? Yes. You go to reach for that pod and you you pull the strap and this silly thing, the lid just opens and it's like crap. And I didn't I didn't have a backup pod or at least one other pod. Then I'm like, am I gonna pick up this paint off the ground? Because I really don't want to do that. But push the buzzer. Push the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that even adds more more interesting to it. I, I like that. I know that in XL Europe uh, the U19 for sure does the, the pod limits. Yes. And we've got it set up where the rate of fire is 12 balls per second. Ooh, and wait, what? Match- oh, yes. go it's ahead. 12. I don't even know how to change my marker to go to 12. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. To, I can do it. Welcome back to double trigger fingers. Hello. Like there wasn't a reason to even have both my fingers near the trigger when I was doing 10 balls, but now I can actually, now I can use both fingers. So here's what's crazy is when we, when we first were putting everything together, we actually had it at 13.3. You know, everyone's just dying for it to be put back up to 15. I'm just like, I'm too slow for that. I can do 12 maybe. I mean, I, I'm going to try like to get around the balls, but uh, I a good balance. It's, yeah. it's just it's just enough to be able to to throw a stream out there and get a good amount of paint in the air, but it also sounds awesome. Yeah, we actually caught a guy shooting shooting that when he came back. He had like an 07. He had come back from not being you know not being on the field for a really long time, and so we were listening. And we we're like, that gun's shooting too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's ears perk up, right? Such a difference, and the egos are so loud with that open bowl. They're just so loud, especially the older ones. So we're just like, oh, man, that takes me back. But we got to tell him to change that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. behind the dead box, and I'm like, I'll tell him. And the guy behind me is like, oh, you know him? And I was like, no, people just tend to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you now because you've been, you've been in it, right? How have the pros been approaching the 1v1s? Because I've been – I love watching them talk smack in, like, the pre, pre-match pre interviews where they, they talk about how they're going – who they're going against and how they're going to try to, like, play it. But when they're in it, like, how have they been behaving? Uh, I, it's – there's been, a, there's been definitely a, a good palette of personalities. That, that's probably the <laughs> best way to truly describe it. I, <laughs> there's a lot of smack talk, I, and when they've got the energy, definitely some chirping on the sidelines, 
and it just makes it just makes it fun because you know you you know who who you're up against on the other side you can get into their head just by talking smack or you know whenever you see each other getting air and paint on the sidelines you can go you can just talk a bunch of trash to them and then at the end of the match just you're totally friends that's always a painful thing though and you know it'll be interesting with divisionals because I know of some of these women, but I can't say I know them enough to feel like I'm totally going to be fine talking shit to them to get what I need to get done. And then we're going to hug it out at the end because girls and boys behave very differently when that stuff happens. So I know that if I said that to like Cindy or to one of my teammates as my guy teammates, it would be fine or any of the guys that I play with at X Factor. But I don't know how it would go if it was someone that I didn't know and I wasn't, hadn't built up rapport with, sorry. Um, I don't know if I could make myself do that knowing that that might not be okay. It's a weird scenario because like most of the girls that play paintball are pretty chill because that's, that's how they're able to do this. I mean, but be honest, it's, it's a unique situation to be in as a female, but I don't know if, I don't know if I could do, I don't know if I would be able to do it knowing that they might. Yeah, like watching Jesse and uh, uh, I don't remember the other guy's name talk smack. And like, I know they're friends. Like, it makes me kind of like hide into the couch. I'm like, oh my God, y'all stop. This is ridiculous. (laughs) And man, I heard them talking smack. But I think like with women, it's a little bit different. Because like, if Sheree and I are friends and she talks smack, I'm gonna be like, are are you feeling okay? Are you all right? (laughs) (laughs) like immediately like I'm just shaking you can't see me but I'm just shaking my head when I think about the smack talking like there's no way in hell I'm doing that and then there's no way in hell that anybody talking smack to me would affect me (laughs) it'll be interesting to see for sure and and I know that'll probably be up for discussion you know like what are the boundaries yeah and and you know because normally at paintball events right there's there's that whole absolutely no cussing on the field I, uh, you want to have, have somebody be, be a good, good ambassador for the sport. Yeah. There's going to be a balance, right? Because we do have, we, we do have penalties as well. Um, so those things can affect you. We've got the playing on penalty, wiping a hit or aggressive play, and then unsportsmanlike conduct or an unnecessary physical contact those things can hurt you in the match. So you just got to figure out what that balance is to where the referees aren't going, okay, you need to get that D bag off the field real quick. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a difference in like getting overshot and being like, what the fuck man. And walking off versus getting overshot and then running at them or shooting them more later. Right. Our refs are going to make sure and pay attention to that kind of stuff. Because there's going to be, there's going to be a difference between somebody being malicious and and somebody just accidentally or maybe just getting a few extra balls out whenever they're shooting, right? Oh yeah, of course. It's Twelve balls now, twelve balls. They don't know what exactly. they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> and, and if if you just happen to be right in their lane, you're gonna get you're gonna get a a handful easily. Well, they're not shooting anything else. You're the only thing there. I mean, it's so weird because, I mean, I think, yeah, we were doing 15 when I started. And to come off with, like, two extra, it's it's never been – and getting – it's it's – I just am just, like, stop crying. You don't even know. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I would come off with no less than 10 the majority of the time from a long-distance, like, gun battle. Like, obviously, if they're bunkering me, it's, like, four they're probably not doing a full freaking 12 or 15 because they're right there. They would be assholes. But like back in the day, I was catching the full stream that they shot because they were all coming at once. <laughs> like, yeah. so if they were dead on, they were all on. So, when people said wear it, you were literally wearing it and dripping with paint. Because out. two yeah. people were shooting at you and they both yeah. were shooting 15. <laughs> <laughs> Do the math, people. <laughs> <laughs> It's so, and it's so funny. I just think it's going to get so heated. Like, I'm so glad y'all are kind of monitoring that and there will be like some sort of preemptive strike on some things because I can only imagine, cause I've seen stuff get heated at my field and it's not nearly like 
as not as much on the line, it's practice, but I've seen people bite each other's heads off for things where I'm like, did you realize you were playing paintball today? That's, that's <laughs> what we do. I mean, are, are you uh, going to throw the gloves off and we're going to have, we're just gonna have a quick fist fight hockey style, or we actually gonna just shoot each other with paint. Fisticuffs. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine taking the glove off and just smacking him across the face? I challenge you to a duel. Well, Jesus, man, we've been doing that all day. <laughs> was there any hesitation about adding an only female open division or was it kind of a no-brainer for y'all it was absolutely a no-brainer right so i'm i'm a huge supporter of women in the sport i i'm not sh not sure if you're aware but i i was also chosen to be the team usa women's coach for this for the season I, obviously, that's going to be a little bit difficult because we don't know what's going to be happening due to the pandemic. But I'm all about growing the sport every which way I can, whether it's brand new players, uh, taking players that have a little bit of experience and getting them to the next level, uh, you know, working with women, old people, whatever. I don't care. I just want people to play paintball. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I, I – it's hard for, for me because – when we did World Cup, when they, they announced that, that 3v3 uh, women's division, I was like, cool, something to do if we totally suck when we play five-man. But also, I was like, man, I got to win that. Because I knew going into that that most of those girls were throw-together girls. And our team, we, were, we had been practicing together for, I want to say, like eight, eight practices we had had together. So I was like, we have no excuse. If we don't get first place, I'm going, I'm crying all the way home because <laughs> we have, we have that advantage because no well, crying in paintball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Um, uh, there's, there's something to be said about like, you can be a D2 and your, your other, your other teammate can be a D3 player and y'all throw it together. But if y'all never played together, my D4 girls are going to have the advantage. They just are because it's a team sport. This will be a little different because it's 1v1. So if you're a D2 and I'm a D4, I'm feeling the gap. And like, three of you are on my team. <laughs> Listen, so they know how you play is what you're saying. So you're going to, have to be very creative and do something a little uncharacteristic to try to win. Uh, no, I know Cherie's good at snap shooting, so I'm just getting the fuck out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Greg would beg to differ about my skills. Um, but uh, no, I think, I think it's half Team USA and half paintball ladies right now because it's full. So I think um, all the girls either that have been on Team USA or that are currently rostered for Team USA signed up. And the other half is us because I've been looking at the uh, different profile pictures. Um, plus, I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook. So I've noticed them like, oh, I signed up for this or look what my friends made me do. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, that's, we're going to see each other again. The last time we played each other in any kind of like competitive level was at the 3v3 at Cup. And USA was, I think, first seed uh, until, the, until the finals or until the prelim, uh, sorry, semifinals, I guess. And then it, was, then it was Destiny and Painful Ladies that ended up duking it out. <laughs> in the most anticlimactic way possible we won the first point and then we timed out two more but hey it's the best out of three so <laughs> we exactly win. <laughs> a win is a win right it was no it wasn't by then but you know it was so it was I think I don't know if I would have been less stressed if they had won a point because it was so stressful to know that that the first time when we timed out we should have had it because all their players were dead. But then I was so relieved to know that on the next point, they had no idea they had shot all of us and they timed out. So I was like, oh, this is so stressful. I was so pissed when, when our the last person in did not put some buzzer. It was like, I was so glad we had won the first point because we had, we had played Destiny, I think, twice already before we even saw them in finals. They were like the one team that we doubled up against because, as you know, like sometimes you don't have enough people rostered. You, you dip back a couple people will – play each other twice so right. we ended up playing they were one of the teams we played twice and then uh, we didn't see usa uh except for prelims and it was close but they got they got the better of us in that point but then that south african team tore them tore them up and uh we didn't have to see them again after that but yeah they were really well seated or they were first seed when they when we went into semis 
All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you to our guest, Joel Stewart. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you giving me some time on your show. Uh, everybody, make sure to visit ultimateshootout.com for more information and subscribe to Ghost Sports to catch our show. Awesome sauce. And thank you again to my lovely co-host, Cindy Strom. Yes, awesome to be here. <laughs> Until next time, this is Cherry Rich reminding you to always use lube and uh, take care of your balls. <laughs>